0: And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rufino. Alongside me is Joe DeLeon. Good evening. Good morning, sir. I just realized I'm not wearing a hat,
1: but what? <laughs> yeah, this is the first time you you're not wearing a hat. It must have been a long night that you forgot to, forgot to put the hat on. I mean, it's been a long whole day and a half. Well, you this. know what
0: not what right. kind of night I had. So
1: right, right. It's but not. Top, uh, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. On top of all that, though, there is also messiness that we were going to have to recap for the next hour
0: so today is like it has been for so long on this freaking show mm. we have to talk about conference realignment at least joe we have come to the finality of yes. this yes okay now we're to the point where okay it's pretty much all done with now the only thing that we didn't talk about in I guess we have to do it now. Even the college football playoff is going to have to pivot, right? Because you had the five power five conference champion winners would be in the playoff and would get the seed. Well, now what do you do? You know, if you're the college football playoff, I mean, now they have to pivot. So in case you missed it, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, Colorado are all going to the Big 12. Oregon and Washington now are leaving the Pac-12 and going to the Big 10. I saw this from Elks inside the comments. I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, he said and to think that the Ohio State mascot Brutus broke the news 2 weeks ago on Instagram.
1: See, uh, I wonder if was that post actually that, that or were they that's trying That's to-
0: low-level trolling, bro.
1: That is that is Come serious on. trolling. You think the, they, they authorized letting the stupid mascot post that? <laughs>
0: of all the teams, of all that's the teams true. that they could have posted, why did
1: they post Oregon? That's a good point, but the thing that's random to me is why was the duck all the way there taking that picture? Because like that
0: the- picture was more than likely taken, remember when Ohio State and Oregon played, and oh, Oregon went into Columbus and clapped them cheeks. That's probably when that picture was taken.
1: That's a really that's a really good point. That's mm-hmm. so stupid if there's if that is what the the meaning behind that post was, I can't believe that that is what what's not sparked all this but was um, an omen for, for for further events.
0: Remember Wednesday, remember Wednesday I came out on the show and said, Dan Lanning? does no Monday I came on the show Monday and said this Yeah, I said Dan Laney did not sign that extension if he did not know where he where Oregon was going did I not say that I'm going to double down on that I'm going to double down on that again as I would as kids would say in elementary school nanana boo boo told you so I, I mean Joe listen we look at coaches as these finite dudes and beans mm. they're football coaches they're not pe- politicians rocket scientists they're not Elon Musk they're football dudes just they're dudes. not the smartest they're not just you know half of the big 10 coaches ate crayons are, as kids are you going to tell me that Brett Bielema didn't eat crayons as a kid because you know <laughs> that that dude is a tough nose iron biting head coach you mean to tell me that Sam Pittman doesn't like enjoy eating hunting buns? You know, like I mean, come, come on. Yeah, no, you're. not. That was signed to wrong. me Monday when we came out here on this show and said he's not his agent, which I believe is Richie uh, Sexton is not going to let him sign that if the, he did not know. Now we'll break all this down. How did we get here? How will the teams do? We have to then now pivot back to Florida State. Okay. To because they're trying to go to J P Morgan Chase and get a loan to get out of the ACC, which again is the stupidest thing that they can do. It is by far the stupid... Joe, you're taking out a loan at twenty six and a half percent.
1: You're point. losing money. You're losing money. So well, they shouldn't be taking. Well, that's kind of telling of how upset that. They are, but you can be then, upset,
0: but don't be upset while making business deals. You got to be rational thinking.
1: That irrational thinking might lead to somebody purchasing control of Florida State, which is something that we're going to talk about. But I don't
0: think they buy universities, I think they buy conferences.
1: Yeah, there was a really interesting article on CBS Sports that I had sent you of an outside media investment group that was. Saudi
0: Arabia. Let's call it what it is.
1: Yes, yes. Not all the people involved are from Saudi Arabia, but that's usually how this works. You need people from the U.S. The to... business
0: holding is in Saudi yeah, Arabia. Yeah. I mean, some, they don't. You don't have to be right. Saudi Arabian to your business being in Saudi Arabia, brother.
1: Right, but the 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 article, which I am, I don't, I don't know what the, the title is off the top of my head. I implore people to go to CBS Sports and go check out the article because it, it it went Agreed. unrecognized. It went unrecognized because of all of the, the stuff talk being talked about. But there is a possibility that this investment group either purchases a conference or tries to build their own, which I think it's, it's worth exploring that you know maybe once the Pac-12 is dead that that's what they were waiting for. They knew if they lurked in the shadows and waited for this to happen that they could start doing then the necessary groundwork. And maybe that first piece is Florida State. Um, I don't know. There's a lot that can happen. There is I will tell
0: you. If I'm the Pac-12, okay, we'll get into this. If I'm the Pac-12, I'm going to Saudi Arabia and saying, "Buy
1: it, buy it." Man, that's not worth very much, right now. Four teams, like how much they can go and buy
0: other teams, and it will be their way in, Joe. It's their way in. You're making an investment to get into the club.
1: Well, let me ask you this though: if you're a member of the investment group, does it, does it behoove you to buy into a conference that just collapsed or would you rather buy the the ACC and, and have choice of the the best teams?
0: Well, this is,
1: I'm going to use this analogy.
0: um, I'm going to use this analogy. Okay. Stay with me. Mm -hmm. Multiple people that I know and deal with on a daily basis. They're in real estate. And let me tell you how they conquer a city block. You ready? They go and buy the crappiest building that nobody wants, and they buy it. Okay? When they buy that crappy building, they go and inquire to the guy next door, being like, hey, man, I just bought this. You know, what, what are you doing with that? And they continue to go down the strip and start buying things. I use that real estate analogy to say, at the end of it, then you have the entire city, okay? That's – you would have to make the investment into the Pac-12 and go and get other teams to get your foot in the door for the long investment down the long call, right? Mm-hmm. That would be the pitch that I would sell, okay? Not having a hat on the show is really bothering me. But it's just how I think it could be done. Now, you don't have the market, you don't have the teams, but you're getting your foot in the door to be in the building. So yes. we'll talk about all this. Let's not get completely ahead of ourselves. Okay. I see some comments in the chat, guys, in reference to AYS. I don't have any more news to or anything to put on there. I'll put it in there when uh, I have. I, I do have more. Um, but nevertheless, let's talk about this conference realignment. I, I got to be real with you, Joe. At some mm-hmm. point, okay, let me tell you what this all is coming down to. You ready? Yep. Yeah. This is all coming down to one man being appointed a commissioner.
1: Oh, we're getting even closer. Closer we're by getting, the day. So I don't care if it's
0: Josh Pate. I don't care if it's a if it's a whole roll of play-doh. Somebody with a pulse has to be running college football. The first person you need to call is Greg Sankey. Absolutely. Bottom line. Absolutely. And you know what? This is what you do. You do the same mother bleeping thing that NFL does is that everybody's got a piece of the pie. Everybody, every TV network has a piece of the pie. ESPN will have a major chunk of it. Okay. That's just how it's going to roll if Greg Sankey's in there. I I hate to say this. I I completely hate to say this, but we're at a time now where you, college football needs a commissioner and that's where I'm going to stay. That's where I'm going to stay. So, all right. Let's get rolling. Everybody, do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. If you're watching us on Fubo TV, I'm sorry I scared you this early in the morning with not wearing a hat. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. I hate this so much. I, I, this is going to be my <laughs> least favorite episode. I'm just going to tell uh, you. We're back next. Don't go anywhere. in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's BELIEVE50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back You're gonna get your ass beat week two. All right. <laughs> they are. Hey, let me let me do can I get to a little bit of football very quickly? Yes. Little, yes, yes. Football. Okay. Here's some things I'm hearing. You're not gonna like this. Oh no. Oh no. I think Alabama's quarterback situation might not be as bad as we thought.
1: I, I think that you like that less than I do. I, I'm fine with their – I think it's better for football if they have a good quarterback situation, but you – I mean, you don't want that because they're one of your biggest rivals. What, what do you mean by that, though? What do you mean by it might not be as bad?
0: I have been told by multiple sources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's way too long. I got to shorten that up.
1: I've been told I by – should multiple... be longer, but con- – sorry, continue. Okay, well, <laughs>
0: I just don't think that they're as bad as some believe that they will. I think that they absolutely clobber Texas in week two. Second thing, buddy, I don't know if Quinn Ewers is going to be it. Why? Are you hearing
1: that he's struggling or are you just saying
0: that? I'm, I'm hearing it's – you know, he he hasn't progressed.
1: But he got a haircut, Blake. I don't know what's wrong with my eyes. I, it's like my right eye has been bugging the crap out of me. He cut his hair though, Blake. I okay. we should be taking him seriously. Um,
0: I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. I think USC's in real trouble. Defensively, I think they're in real trouble. Bear, uh, Bear Alexander is out with an injury. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's problems. That's serious problems. Last thing I will say about football related, I I am very I am going to be very. Oh, by the way, guess who called plays yes. all all week
1: at uh, Texas A and M? Patrino Bob Okay. I mean that should it shouldn't be surprising, and that should have it's been surprising. happening this whole time. But it's surprising <laughs> though.
0: Like right? A I little. mean, it's it is, but it isn't. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm really interested about Oklahoma's front seven. I heard
1: Shizite has gotten Rizite. Now, Blake, you would have known about this sooner if you oh, listened God. to me. Oh let's talk, talk about dude. Red I Red. talked about I talked about their defensive line. The Sam McCullough man was the was the setup for them going from a an underrated group to a really good group, dude. The Sam is, McCullough is going to pop off this year. He's the best guy on that group, and he was one of the best transfer portal edge rushers in this past class. I'm telling you, man, I tried to say something. You didn't want to listen. Oh, and by the way, Drew yeah. Aller's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. Really, have we really determined that from some training camp practices? No. I will say he's going up against a good defense in practice. So,
0: Penn State source. You
1: ready? hmm Okay, let me get to my
0: notes cuz I wrote all these teams down when I caught made some phone calls. Drew Aller went 16 of 21 with 3 touchdowns and seven on seven.
1: in 7 on 7. Wait, in 7 on 7? Yeah, I mean,
0: I get it, but hear me out on this. And everybody so listen, in training camps, okay? Everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well there's no pass rush. There's no pass rush." You're right. There is no pass rush. Are you going to sit here and tell me that he's never going to have a clean pocket?
1: Like, are, are you going yeah. to... Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I, shut, I, I hate conceding this, but okay, I get so what you're your saying. Mouth.
0: As a former O-lineman, I promise you, he's going to have... Joe, here's the funny thing. If you run 40 passing plays or have 40 passing attempts and get sacked mm. five times, okay? So 45 attempts. Mm-hmm. That means... That ninety percent of the time, he had somewhat of a clean enough pocket to make a throw.
1: Okay, Calm down. As <laughs> as somebody who used to stand and watch seven on seven during practice, I can tell you that it doesn't really mean that much. How does he do during? I look. I'm not going to put any stock in a guy until until I see them on the field against a, an opponent. A difficult. You opponent.
0: mean like you did with the Ohio State quarterback situation? What Nevertheless, okay. look there, Joe. We have okay. been we have been to too many we have been to too in too many practices in our lives to yes. know that when a quarterback goes out there on seven on seven and lights yeah. a D unit up, that there's something to be said about it. People are yeah. gonna you people are gonna make fun of that, Joe. Yeah. I'm telling you, are, you can people can make fun of me about it all they want to, but you know what I said. Three and a half uh, no, that'd be twenty uh, 2021, 20, 20, 2022 So four years ago now in twenty nineteen, there was a guy by the name of Burrow that I came out here and was bullish about saying he was lighting everybody up on seven and seven. And everybody's like, Oh, your Blake. I came out the next year and said there was this guy named Mac Jones that was lighting people up. Oh man, and then just so happens last year I came mm. out and said that I heard the same thing about Stetson Bennett, and everybody said he can't throw more than 15 yards that was the real take from fans so so again there's something
1: to be said let's talk about and and, and
0: pivot to realignment
1: all right you love it so much go ahead no 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 no. no. stop stop don't act like I'm sitting here loving all this this is it's tiresome it was ridiculous and I said this on one of our shows this past week and it's kind of like a blur of even what show it was but the the constant chair swapping was, was tiring. Like it was got, it got to a point where whatever the decision was going to be, it needed to have been made. And I think it was fully epitomized when on Thursday night, I, I pulled up the Washington board of regents meeting and had it on in the background while I was doing some other things, waiting for them to start talking about what their decision was. And they kept pushing it back, pushing it back. They were in an executive session for over an hour and they kept pushing back the time that it was supposed to end. It was, it was 9.30, then it was 10 o'clock, then it was 10.15, then it was 10.25, 10.35. And then they concluded it by saying, we haven't made a decision. We're going to end the meeting right now. And they just ended it abruptly. That, to me, is how this whole process has operated. A lot of posturing, a lot of quiet conversations, and then like, oh, what should we do? What should we do? And then nothing freaking happening. I'm glad that we finally have the damn result. I'm tired of uh, – I was getting tired – of hearing, well, this might happen, this might happen. We now know the result, and we knew what the result inevitably was going to be, which was the complete dismantling of the Pac-12. This is something that had happened over a year ago. The Pac-12 was dead the minute that USC and UCLA left, and they didn't aggressively pivot to go and add two other teams. That was the second that the conference was dead. The Big 12 was not afraid to put up their fists and fight and go add quality brands to keep themselves afloat. The Pac-12 did not do any of that. Klyovkov sat on his ass and waited for whatever stupid reason, and the best that he could do was come to the table with a subscription-based TV deal from Apple TV. That wasn't going to keep them alive. It wasn't.
0: All
1: right, let me just say this,
0: okay, because people won't remember this. Joe, they weren't dead when USC and UCLA left. They were dead before. Okay. Yes. Larry Scott was the worst commissioner in college football's history. Larry Scott was horrendous. Joe, he made TV deals with ESPN, CBS, other, I mean, not CBS, uh, NBC, whoever to have their conference championship game on a Friday night during the heart of high school state championship games, okay? Joe, here's the just God's honest truth. Nobody was watching. The hardcore college football fans were watching, but Joe, on a Friday night, even though I cover the sport, Mm. I'm with my wife and kids because it's the time that I see them. Or I'm out scouting recruits. I don't have time on a Friday night to watch a conference championship game when a state championship game is going on in in my own personal state. This is where they started to die. When you had, and this is all chronicalized, this is from Stuart uh, 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 Mandel, Stuart Mandel. This is from Dennis Dodd and others. Joe, they pulled up the TV ratings last night. Did you see this? The TV ratings for the conference championship game last year for Utah versus USC did not get more eyeballs than Baylor versus TCU. And I told you this on Wednesday, nobody's watching. So the reason why ESPN is not going to go above 30 million, 25 million is because quite honestly, nobody is watching. That is the problem with The Pac-12. You know what else was a problem for the Pac-12? USC sucking. And Oregon and Utah and these teams not getting to the playoff. Not getting to the playoff killed these teams. You know why? Because teams that make the college football playoff and win it. Joe, 2019 LSU, I'll just give an example, made over $60 million for winning the national championship in the playoff. Not getting there kills you. And it kills your conference. Okay. The reason why the SEC is so competitive, Alabama, and why boosters and administrators are so bullish, Georgia is so bullish on paying what they got to do, doing what they got to do, is because they know the money that they will make on the back end. Larry Scott was the reason that the Pac 12 failed. Kalitnikov came in with, you remember, you ever seen the movie Jurassic Park? Yes, I have. Remember when, they're, when, remember when they're going out to see the dinosaurs and the funny guy with the glasses gets out the car and the dinosaur dead just took in a massive dump and it's the big pile of Dookie sitting in the middle of a field and goes, that's a big pile of shit. That is what Kalitnikov had, okay? The reason we got here is because you had the SEC being aggressive and going and getting teams along with the Big Ten because they saw the writing on the wall. And you know what else they saw? The money that they were making with the playoff and what ESPN was spending. I hate this for the Pac-12. I hate this for the West Coast. But Pac-12 after dark is dead. It's dead. And the Big 12 is going to have to – you know what the Big 12 is going to do? The first thing that they're going to do is say, hey, you know what? We aren't playing games at midnight. We're not playing games at 11 p.m. We want it to be in central standard time so everybody can watch. And you know what else, Joe, that nobody's made a, a point about with the Big Ten? And we'll get into this, where teams are going, how they will fare. Do you You know that the Big Ten has a CBS deal and Fox deal that teams play at noon. It is an yes. unwritten rule that teams play at noon.
1: Are they going to start playing games at nine
0: a.m. on the West Coast?
1: Uh, no, there's there's got to there's going to be some level of adjustment. The Oregon and Washington wouldn't have willingly, and also USC and UCLA wouldn't have willingly hopped into. Well, this
0: CBS today. is going to do their two thirty Central Standard Time game, no matter what, which is twelve thirty.
1: I almost do, do. we think that it's just noon local time for wherever the games played? I mean, if no, you're going it's on the here, road, noon kind of local time.
0: See, no. They go Citral standard time. That's how the big tens rolled. Remember Harbaugh made, and I'm sure Elks can tell us in the chat, but it was kind of an unwritten rule. Like teams in the big 10 were mad because if you remember that they had to play some night games, remember Ohio state and Michigan had a little bit of, you know, like dude, like, what are we doing? So bottom line is I hate it for the pack 12, the over hundred years of success over hundred years of being a conference. But you didn't pivot, and you couldn't go get teams because you couldn't get a deal done. And I don't blame Kalitnikov or whatever his name is, however you say it. I can't say that. Right.
1: Cough. I, I'm definitely Playoff dispensing cough. it. But-
0: okay. I, I don't think it's on him. Joe, he massively tried to go after a massive market, market in San Diego, and he couldn't land him because he didn't have a TV deal in place. And the truth is, the truth, we hmm. say all of this, Joe, you know what? Who, you know who really killed the Pac-12. Who? ESPN, CBS, and Fox. That's who killed them. That's who killed them. Joe not getting a deal done for them
1: killed them, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. I mean one one side thing, and I don't want to dive down this. One could argue and I'm sure that it's on the table that they could take some sort of legal action, that there was some type of collusion by the TV networks to set them up for this level of failure. It is noon Eastern time. Um, I don't know if they'll actually pursue that. And if they even feel that it's necessary or worth their time and money to try and make some argument that there was collusion to lead their, to their demise. But I think that – Oh, 1,000% there was collusion. Yes. we I mean – I think that that stuff was involved. Yes, I think that 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 stuff was certainly a reason. But I I disagree that Klyovkov is not without cause in this. I think him and Larry Scott collectively not having any backgrounds or connections to the college game, both of them being – they were both equally bad commissioners. Because Scott set them up for this he is the reason why USC and UCLA left because he came in and he wanted everybody to be on equal footing and USC was pissed off by that. So they took the first opportunity to dip and find an opportunity to make way more money than everybody else. They even considered the article that I read. They even considered being an independent because they knew that they could survive on their own being the independent, the Notre Dame of the West because They've already got enough rivalries that they can maintain, and a lot of people would be excited to add a USC to their schedule. It would be a huge boost in revenue for teams to add USC to their schedule. Them leaving is Larry Scott's fault. But Klyovkov to step in, knowing the situation, and to sit on his ass and not be proactive and aggressive is what led to this point here. He came in with a the, with the body on the table on life support, and he just watched the thing die. He did nothing well, Joe, to own life save support, it. There's no reviving it. There was, a, there was a path to reviving this. The only way that the you could Big 12 it is- did it. The, if, if they went and they went... The Big 12 But they had bro, a it, ESPN deal, though. That's the whole point. ESPN- their deal wasn't finalized until after they added... Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU. That all happened around the same time. I I don't see why.
0: No, 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 no. Their deal, no, uh, uh. Their deal went to twenty thirty. Their deal went to twenty thirty. That is why they the border regents had to vote on it.
1: I want to. I want to double check.
0: Yeah, look it up. But their 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 deal, if I'm not mistaken, oh, their deal was
1: their deal was extended. In August of 2022. Okay, so a year ago,
0: okay, it was already extended before these teams were coming in here, officially.
1: Okay, wait, wait, here is, here is what it was. In the new deal, their previous deal was going to be done in 2025, and then the new extension kicks in in Cor- 2025 when all these new teams are- That goes to are-
0: 2030, correct? Yep. Okay, Yeah. so- I I agree with what you're saying. I don't yeah. believe. Uh, I can't say the Russian name. You know who I'm talking about. Kalioffkov. Kalioffkov. I'm going to call him Vodka on this show. Okay. The bottom line is, is that when he went to ESPN, CBS, NBC, Fox, they said no. They said no. Okay. Like you okay. cannot. You cannot con. Oh. Okay, you cannot convince <laughs> me that Klioffkov did not go to those go to them and say we need a TV deal. You you, you can't,
1: and you know what ESPN did. Wait, but it's say- it's it's possible though to and I, I, again this is a lot of speculation because we're not in on these conversations. But how hard is it for him to to come to the table, talk to those schools, and then come to the table with all of the new. TV rights partners and say, we have these schools interested. They're going to join. They're going to come with us. That increases the negotiating power. Sure. Are they not allowed to do They're that? Already,
0: but you just read, they already extended the Big 12 before these teams were in. So my point is, if, uh-huh. the, if you're already extending another conference with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, and it's dire, but you're extending them. Okay, well why do you why are you extending them? Either one or two things happen. Either you knew that they knew that they were gonna go get those teams, which is probably more than likely true, or or the truth, they have more eyeballs. Like I mentioned earlier, how do you have a Pac-12 conference game between USC and Utah? And Baylor and TCU has more eyeballs on it.
1: You well, football in Texas is going to get more attention regardless. But that
0: is that is my point. Mm-hmm. That is the point that it all comes down to. Eyeballs and money. So when you take – when you unravel all of this and we say, how did all this happen? When you have a conference cha- – Joe, if USC beats Utah, they're going to the playoff. Lincoln Riley goes to the playoff in his first year at USC – And you still cannot get enough eyeballs to watch that versus, let's call it what it is from last year, a low-level Baylor team and a TCU team, yes, that would go on to play for the national title. But at that moment, you and I both know when those teams played, and it came down to it there at the end, we had no idea if TCU would uh, would make the national championship game. Because you and I both came on our Saturday show and said, no, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be Michigan and Georgia, Michigan or Ohio State and Georgia. That's how it was going to pan out. That was the way that we thought it was going to pan out. You did mention TCU and I will give you that. But you cannot convince me that ESPN, NBC, Fox didn't look at that and all of them come together and say, guys, they have a conference championship game that they can't get eyeballs on. And what no, let me tell wait, you wait, one last one last okay, point. okay. You know what? You know what? ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, all of them were pivoting to do. Well, you know what? You know who will watch that game? The SEC, the Big Ten. They will watch their conference championship game. They will. And they know that. So then drives up, drives up the. Joe, it's like being in a business meeting. If you're ESPN and you go to Allstate and you say, we overperformed with the SEC, we overperformed with the Big 12, we overperformed with the ACC, and they come to you and Allstate says, well, you're down 400% in the Pac-12 in viewing. They can't generate more money because it stays the same. And I read an article, I think it was from Brett McMurphy or somebody, who said the ESPN's biggest struggle was that they overperformed in the other conferences, but massively underperformed in the Pac-12, which then lowered advertising
1: dollars. That's well, I, okay. You you even said it though, that them positioning and playing their games, a lot of their games were on Friday nights it was stupid. I think that the biggest issue for me. Why they weren't attracting more eyeballs is there was a lack of games that were played in the primetime slot. For me, the Pac-12 had a fantastic opportunity on the West Coast to play a bunch of games in that, you know, a lot of your premiere games in that whatever it is, the seven o'clock eastern, eight o'clock eastern time slot, which is considered to be primetime. the Saturday prime time slot. But instead, you're playing a lot of those games a lot later than that. The expectation is like, oh, it's let's put it later when everybody else can watch it after the big games, which is a, a horseshit approach. The timing of when the games were played were terrible; they were not properly positioned. I, I just don't. Again, I really put a lot of this on. I don't think that Klayovkov was effectively negotiating. Any Excuse of this. me, this was I right. Really Jimmy don't. Satterfield yes.
0: said I just, it was Kansas yes. State and TCU. Thank you, Jimmy. But you still get my point.
1: Yes, I understand your point that there was a lack of attention that was going towards the games, and it's because when they were being played, and the lack of no, it was no, it was Baylor. Hold on, continue, continue. No, wait in the in the in the Big Twelve championship. No, game, it wasn't the Big Twelve
0: championship game. You're it talking was
1: the regular- about the, the, that 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 TCU. Oh, okay, game that, okay. Played, that that was played the week the week prior. Okay. Um, that's what you're talking about. I actually think, though, that, like, what's, like, a really interesting, like, let's take this back even a few steps further of, like, what really led to this death. USC being bad. Then leading, oh, to, leading to recruits like Bryce Young, DJ Uyunglele, just to name a few, leaving and going and playing on. DJ on Stroud,
0: Jane Daniels. I mean, let's continue.
1: All of those guys left to go play. In other conferences, none just of them were staying like, and playing know, in the in the West.
0: Just like how in America, people are constantly leaving California now. Yes, California is dying, buddy. I mean, in some aspects, not the big business, not the nightlife, not all that, but the college football version is what I'm trying to say. They're dead.
1: Well, it it's also what's. Uh, and it's part of the Big Ten was talked about wanting to go after Stanford and Cal, and then now suddenly they're removed from the equation. They don't want to touch that because their their attendance, their viewership is declining. It's going down. There is no desire or attraction to football up in the Bay Area. There just isn't. Nobody oh, no, gives I a remember. shit up there. Well, I remember
0: when LSU played UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Okay, yeah. in the Rose Bowl, it was sixty-seven percent LSU in the well, Rose that,
1: Bowl. That UCLA is a whole separate animal because, like, they <laughs> they play and it's like Miami. They stupidly play their games off location, an hour away from campus. It is and it's impossible to get to Pasadena. Sucks trying to get to. I've tried to go over there before. It uh, to to go to the. I went and golfed over near there before, and it's it takes forever to get over there. That's a that's a whole a whole separate issue. I it, let me ask you this though. All right, uh, just to kind of move what we're talking about here. What do you think? Where do you think that the other team should go? Like where? What the hell does? So I don't think it matters what everybody and knows. Do just so yeah. everybody
0: knows, that's Stanford, that's Cal, that's Wazoo, and Oregon State. So those mm-hmm. are the four teams remaining in the big in the Pac-12. Yeah. Um. Well, there is a thought that, I mean, if so, let me just ask this: Is there any way that the Pac-12 survives?
1: If they merge with the Mountain West, because what are they going to do right now? If they couldn't attract G5 teams and if they couldn't get a commitment from SMU, San Diego State, Fresno State, uh, Boise State, like if they couldn't rapidly attract them to join the conference, why would they suddenly be able to do that now? $20 million isn't going to be a a significant enough boost to to increase and and put them in a – No, the FBS, oh my God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If if they couldn't do that when they were a fully formed conference with 10 teams, why the hell would they be able to do it with four? They're not going to be able to. They just need to go and straight up merge with the Mountain West. We're
0: going to talk about playoff and we're going to talk about conference. They weren't getting there anyway. So you had Oregon, you had Utah, you had Washington, you had USC, UCLA, you weren't getting there anyway. So to get to our next point that we were talking about how will these teams do, you're going to highly disagree with me, okay? Here's the truth, and you know it. Will a USC maybe make it out once or twice? Maybe. Will a Utah now run the Big 12? Probably. But that's their way to the playoff. But Utah is sitting in such a better situation than anybody else because they're already winning the Pac-12. They're going to get to a playoff, okay? But here's the truth, and you know this to be true. USC is not going to go into the Big Ten and start doing things to teams like Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State and others. They might get through there once. They might, but everybody's like, well, the Pac-12, you know, well, if they get the Mountain West, well, you know, they're not going to get to the playoff. Says whom? Because the playoff is now going to be expanded. They're going to get a team in. They will get a team in. I promise you they will get it. Joe, Boise State, one year will get in to the playoff. More than likely. Somebody's going to get in there. San Diego State, they might get in there. But the bottom line is, you weren't getting there to start off with. It comes down to, for me, now that we talk about these other teams going to these other conferences, you still getting your ass whipped. Joe, USC, UCLA, Oregon,
1: whoever, Washington, whoever, they're going to get that ass whipped. I, I completely disagree with that. So I think that Utah. You know, they're all getting that ass whipped. But Utah, that's. Utah benefits the most from this because they are the perfect team to succeed in the Big 12. Regionally, it's not going to be that difficult for them to travel because they're not that far away from Texas where most of these schools are embedded. I really do think that Utah is, is going to dominate in the Big 12. And they're already a really well-rounded program. They fit the uh, the description of developing low four-stars and high three-stars into just really well-rounded football players. That works perfectly in the big 12. That is how you're going to win big 12 championships. TCU did it last year off of that model. Utah is going to be able to do exactly that, but I completely disagree on Washington and Oregon failing to succeed in the big 10. I look at the big 10 is the second best conference right now in college football, but let's be honest with ourselves how it really is after Michigan and Ohio state historically over the past decade, it has been, extremely average for the remaining teams Wisconsin, so the iowa with but it's not the same level of average it is i not know the there, there are ne- they- there are nept offenses plenty of inept offenses in the big 10 that there are just a lot of really average teams minnesota less miles Illinois. what do you think jimbo is those teams, those mid tier wait, 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 wait. Those mid tier teams in the Big Ten are not comparable to the SEC. I can't believe we're flipping who's saying I this get this. that,
0: but what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. is that the teams on top of the conferences, Ohio State and Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Yeah. Those are the those are your power five right now. Okay. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. If you ain't beating them now. How am I supposed to believe that you gonna waltz in here and beat him again?
1: Wait, Oregon beat Ohio State two years ago. Sure. That's my whole point. That's my, all- wait, wait, wait. Yeah. that's my that's my, that's my whole point
0: hold on. But historically, Oregon they Joe, they won one game. Congratulations freaking Lations. You no, won one I, game.
1: I, I completely disagree with that. I Oregon has been. They had just got a brand. They got a brand new head coach. What do you mean? They're one of the first teams in the playoff. Washington's basketballs were tour, at the Washington, first ever playoff. Washington and Oregon have Yo, more playoff appearances than USC. Washington and Oregon have more playoff appearances than USC. Mm, thank you for making my point. That's I'm, I'm not making your point. My point we is, is that they are okay. Wait, hit. wait, 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 wait. Let me. Can I can I finish what I'm trying? I was trying yes. to say. The Big Ten is 18 teams now. For them to finish in that top six, both of these teams, when they've been historically the top in the top three of the Pac-12 over the past decade and a half, I can perfectly see them entering the Big Ten and finishing in that top six, and at least one of them consistently making the playoff every single year so because they're good enough. From
0: the, from the Big Ten, aren't getting into the playoff. You don't think now, after
1: all the expansion, after no. all those teams being added, that no, they can't get four teams in? I absolutely Ross, think that they because can.
0: Because as Ross Dellinger reported, uh-huh. that the college football playoff is going to pivot, and like they said, they do the expansion is to not have four teams into the college football playoff from one conference.
1: How does that? Somebody's going to get. How does that make? How and does that get make sense? The playoff, though there's and less and conferences. Even,
0: no, there's one less conference, which technically they're not they're not out yet. My point is, yeah, cute. You can get to a playoff, but what is we're? I'm not talking. I'm talking about they're not going to go in there and run the Big Ten.
1: Ohio State and Michigan will. You I. Know I that. They obviously are the only two teams that run the Big Ten right now, but I don't think that the gap is that far, especially because we need to look at what. Washington, I, I will concede, is is not as high up in this conversation. I'm really talking about Oregon right now. Oregon has built an SEC-esque roster over there in Oregon. Dan Lanning has built a very talented team with his transfer portal actions and his recruiting rankings. He's, he is out-recruiting Ohio State and Michigan right now. And I think he's a better coach than Ryan Day. No, no one would want on to admit that.
0: No. He's, they're not out-recruiting Michigan right
1: now. They they finished with uh, – with it, with
0: the top right, ten about right in now. Rankings I, don't mean anything for these past
1: players. Rankings mean nothing about these past players, Joe. They have the bodies, they have the athletes, they have the five-star recruits, they have the transfer portal players to attract and bring to Oregon. Well, who are they and taking I, out? Who are they knocking off? Yeah, who are they knocking off? I mean. I do, uh, as okay, wait. Let me so, let me, let me uh, wait, 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 wait. When you say who knocking off? Well, in let me what Context. Let me pivot. Context?
0: Okay. Well, let me. All right. So let me pivot. All right. You're trying to convince me that in an 18 team conference that they're going to be able to be more competitive in the Big Ten now, but
1: when Mario's
0: crystal ball
1: couldn't. He's an overrated coach. He's okay. not a good
0: coach. Dan Lanning had the better roster than Oregon State last year,
1: and lost. He's in his first year as a head coach. We did his, LSU had the better. LSU had the better roster than Texas A&M, and they lost Texas A&M. Like what the th- But this that is
0: my point. Oh, there, thank you. That is my point. When you go to a conference that week in week out is tougher than what you are facing in the Pac-12, you're going to have to start. So, Joe. This is what they will face now in a month. Ohio State, Michigan, USC, let's just say Washington. The likelihood of a team's history of going 4 0 and 3 1 in that stretch is not likely.
1: It's because it's a the path last that goal they can of their win. month
0: historically used to be Wazoo,
1: Oregon State, Cal Stanford. Also, we're kind of a, wait wait, we're kind of assuming that they have to play all four of those teams. We're we're, we're assuming we don't name know what their teams. scheduling is gonna name them because the likelihood so they're that they gonna, gonna kick the them. shit out they could kick the shit out of Northwestern and Rutgers and, and so Minnesota but if you're gonna sit here and convince me
0: when you got team so the SEC, uh-huh. okay, we're already seeing that model, Joe. We've already seen the model. When you got Texas and Oklahoma, the schedule's out, right? The schedule Mm -hmm. is out. Mm -hmm. Texas has to play in a month. Georgia, uh, who else was it? Ole Miss. I I forget the teams in order, but you remember that we came on this show and said Texas and Oklahoma just got screwed.
1: Did we not? There's a difference between – Texas and Oregon. Texas has not been recently successful. Nearly as recently successful. Not even close to recently successful as Oregon. Oregon at is least is kicking butt. In, has kicked butt in their conference for multiple seasons. If you're not winning the Pac-12 consistently, you're not kicking shit. The only thing you're kicking. It's not like the they're the. Road. It's not like they're playing in the American. They were still playing tough teams.
0: Joe. I'm just gonna say this one last time on this platform. Okay. Usc last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Oregon in years past. When a
1: team like
0: Florida beats the Pac 12 champion,
1: we're we're not talking about what they're doing against SEC teams. I'm sitting okay. here talking about how they're gonna Oregon. do in the Big 10. Scored three points against Georgia. Three. In Dan Lanning's first ever game as a head coach. Okay, Joe, I will buy you all the steak dinners that you want. Oregon mm-hmm. is not waltzing
0: their ass into the Big Ten and going to be and being consistently be a dominant program
1: like Ohio Deal. State, Michigan. Deal. I don't know how we measure that, but I really think that they step right buy in the
0: championships they do because the thing that you play for the most is championships. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the Big Ten has lacked competition outside of those two teams.
0: It is for someone like myself, to, who
1: covers the SEC
0: mostly, to say, uh, okay, well, a team can't win in the Pac-12, whether Dan Lanning as of right now and with Mario Cristobal, and Utah is the team consistently coming out. USC couldn't do it with a better roster, and you know it. With the Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback, they could not slow down Utah. You come out here and say USC can be overrated defensively, but all of a sudden an SEC 6-17 and B set champion, and Oregon cannot dominate. The truth is, Joe, they has, should have been dominating for much longer because they had more stability, and you know that, and we're getting their asses kicked every
1: single year in that championship game. I'm just confused by the way that you're measuring success. That like, if they don't win their conference every single year, they're automatically not a good team. Like that doesn't. No, they're not. Because if you're a team like Oregon and you're saying
0: that they're going to be more competitive every single week when you play Penn State, Oregon, Ohio State, whoever the freaking Rudy Poo, it's a USC, whoever it's going to be. When you got to go through that month, the the likelihood that they come out of that month with a winning record, has not shown in their history, Joe, they would have to go to the Big Ten and do something that they have not been doing. An upset win versus Ohio State means nothing to me when you can't run your own conference.
1: As bad as the Pac-12 was over the la- in terms of viewership, they still had more parity at the top than the Big Ten. They were playing more difficult opponents in on their schedule than the Big Ten.
0: Oh, dear Lord. Wait, in
1: Oregon having to play Washington, Utah, USC, that- yes, I think that there are more difficult opponents at the top of the pack. There was at the Pac 12. It's been two teams. The only reason why uh, Michigan and it's Ohio been State been two have dominated is in the
0: teams SEC teams. too. But if who is your favorite
1: team? Wait, but there's
0: who's your favorite team in the Big Ten right now? It's Illinois, right?
1: No, it's not. I said that they're, they're, they're favorite win question. the West. Let me ask to win the West.
0: Let me ask you this question. Is uh, there any Pac 12 team that Oregon will face that has the defensive front of Illinois? Uh
1: Washington. Absolutely. Washington. ZTF, Braylon Trice are two of the better defensive ends in in, in all of college football and have not been recognized at as such i i just don't know how you can't look at what they've done and, I and don't when see the right head look at them not the, dominating the pack when the right coach is at oregon they're a really good program they have nike money in their back pocket like all right let's flip this
0: really quickly or okay. that money let me tell you something you ready here's the mm-hmm. cold hard truth money don't mean shit when that ball is kicked off
1: Does when you got SEC bodies on your roster, it does it does matter when you got and Oregon's not there yet. They had the most
0: complete roster in the Pac-12. They do not have the most complete uh, roster in college football. They're not even in the top seven. They're not.
1: We'll see how it plays out. I I I don't agree with. I don't agree with that. I I want to. I don't mean to abruptly pivot us. I do want to talk about this Florida State stuff because like this is you have my blood pressure up. I'm trying to save your blood pressure. <laughs> it is at a whopping
0: 88 right now. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> Mine's usually people, that high. People are always like, um, when I'm yelling, people are always like, Blake, you're going to have a stroke. And I, So I got this Fitbit, okay, to say, "Yeah, oh, look, it's 88. You know what I mean? I yes. can't, I can't move my wrist like that. I don't know how to do that. All right. Want to talk about Florida State?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the Florida State stuff.
0: In case you missed it, Florida State. I guess, Joe. I don't know if we just say this reportedly has met with J.P. Morgan Chase, the the massive bank, and wants to take out a loan to buy themselves out of the um, ACC. I got to be real with you. That might this is what I talked about on Wednesday, and we I, I got pushback from you on this. Florida State is notorious, notorious for administrative-wise making horrendous decisions. Horrendous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Willie Taggart, the buyout. I we talked about Mike Norvell not getting fired because they didn't want to have another buyout on their hands. Remember. They wanted Dion. remember when their fan base when he went and got Travis uh, Hunter and everybody's yes. like, well, we should have just hired Dion because they were having they weren't having success. There is a history at Florida State administrative wise not doing the right thing. They signed that deal to 2036. So Joe, I said it was 75 million. Now it's reported, okay, now that we have somewhat real numbers. That they would owe the ACC 125
1: million. Now that that is insane. That they're they're willing to pay that. What's his
0: name? What uh, hold on. Um. Oh, so Kendall Rogers of D1 baseball. Now this is a baseball guy, but he posted this mm-hmm. or he quote tweeted it. It was actually from Abin Novi Williams. Okay, now I'm gonna put this up on screen. This is teams debt. Okay, which debt really isn't a big thing because when you look at debt, all these top teams have debt, right? Florida State would not only shoot up that now. Cal being at 439 million is ridiculous. That's insane. Okay, what their argument is, okay, is that they would still not be in the top 10. Joe. They would leapfrog teams like Ohio State, Colorado State, Texas, LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, Colorado, Cincinnati, Oregon, et cetera, okay? So I know it's tough to see those numbers, and you would just have to go look at a uh, Bean, uh, Novi Williams. Stupid but,
1: question. What, where, how is this debt accumulated? Is it from the facility? Where do these numbers come from? These
0: numbers come from, like, debt that they accumulate in recruiting or, like, borrow money from banks because when you make coaching changes, right, you have to have cash on hand before the Board of Regents can let you fire a coach. So I'll give an example. When Ed Orsron was fired, LSU had to go and borrow money to have money on hand before they could fire him, okay? Mm -hmm. That's how a lot – now, I don't know what's – Cal said that the reason that they have that much debt is because they academically or sports wise. Couldn't continue to fund the for title nine. Okay. But they don't really care because their endowment is ridiculous. Cal Barkley's yeah. got a crap load of money. If they could just stroke it with one check, if they wanted all their debt to be erased, it's not that big of a deal, but Joe, we're talking about over a hundred million dollars that Florida state in debt would have to go into at a 26 and a half, percent rate of interest they they would only be making interest payments i think it's a dumb move now greg sankey came out and said that he's not expanding do i believe him no right no. i don't
1: I, that's a buttload of crap all the commissioners that said that they weren't expanding and then, then all this happened well here's the thing with sankey
0: when he was asked about texas and oklahoma he never once said that he's not expanding he said that we are we are so I went back and looked at this. Greg Sankey never once said that he was not adding Oklahoma and Texas. He said, we're always looking to make the conference better. Yesterday, he came out and said, we aren't expanding. We're going to do what we do. So why did he say that? So why was he like that with Oklahoma and Texas and not like that with uh, Florida State? Now, let me tell you this. He, Greg Sankey doesn't work. He works for the presidents of these universities in the SEC. I don't know if they
1: want Florida State. I'm not buying Florida State to the Big Ten. That has been what is – I don't even think it's really been reported on. It's just been floated out there. It's on the ether, on Twitter. It's been what has been thrown out there. I don't really buy that. The regionality of the Big Ten is a cluster F, and I think that adding Florida State into the mix makes it even more complicated. If they add one team, then they're at an odd number. So, like, who's the other team that you go and grab? Do you try and pursue Clemson as that other team? I I feel like if they're going to jump ship and if they're going to move, it's going to be the SEC. Or they're using this, as we talked about on the last show, as a negotiating ploy to get more money out of the ACC. It's
0: a good point. Maybe, um, I don't think they're getting more money from the ACC.
1: You don't think that they wouldn't restructure? No. Then they're out. Well, going elsewhere. If that's if that's the case. Well, if
0: if they're going elsewhere, then good good for them.
1: I am intrigued though by what is theoretically. So that's a dumb business deal.
0: That's a very dumb business deal.
1: It is, but I think that the, see what I think is going to push this over and what is going to push this further is what was described as outside investment, uh, a hedge fund, a private equity, putting money into this to pay for that, pay for that deal. I don't even know what that equity package looks like. Like, how do you, well, it
0: would be their facilities,
1: I guess. It's just like, how do you technically invest into a a college football program? That's what's really obscure to me. Well, they're not
0: investing. this has never been done. They're not investing. They're taking out a loan.
1: From a private equity firm. From a private
0: equity firm and J.P. Morgan Chase. What they use as collateral is facilities. So if Florida State doesn't pay, then J.P. Morgan Chase takes their facilities.
1: Which I don't think it would ever... It's not because Florida State –
0: I mean, universities have endowments. They don't technically have – here's the thing. They don't technically have to take out the loan. Florida State could stroke a check right now from a university standpoint with their endowment and get out. They could. Somehow, yes. Well, I mean, let's just look up their endowment right quick. Hold on. Let me look this up. Let's go to our handy-dandy Google, Florida. I'm not going to pretend to understand the
1: complexities of –
0: Well, it's just it's just basically, Joe, how much the university has on hand at any given moment. Yeah. Their endowment and total assets
1: is nine hundred and fifty three million.
0: So they
1: I'm sure that they don't want to spend money that's seventy-five
0: or a hundred million to get out of there, but
1: if they could, they could. If they wanted to, they could. I just the thing that, that again, the the whole the whole Florida State thing is just such a different. And it's funny that this is all happening at the same time because, like, we're watching two completely different things happen, but it's all the same conversation of, you know, the, uh, lack of satisfaction with the media deal leads to Pac-12 dissolvement and reshaping of these other conferences. But then on the on the other side, we've got a, a team that is a historically recognizable brand that is a national championship winning team, especially in the past two decades, it has been a really good football program and it has some of the best teams in college football history some of the best athletes in college football history have played at florida state and they're locked into a tv deal for an egregious amount of money in a conference that isn't that bad but is not that competitive and they're so disenfranchised that they're trying to find a way out of it i i i want to know what the the underlying motivation is for this. Like, that's what's Joe. We
0: confirmed on the last show that the ACC yeah. teams are only, are, and uh, this is, I can't believe I got to say this, mm-hmm. are only making 11, 8 to $11 million less than the a- SEC. Right.
1: right. It's not as much of a gap as the Pac 12. It's to not as much SEC as a, of a gap. Okay. So we confirmed yeah. that on last show. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So here, just hear me out. Then why are you so pissed? Because again, and I will continue to say this, the ACC did not make you pay Willie Taggart. They, they—I <laughs> mean, the, Joe, you're—they're complaining that they don't have enough resources and money. Well, number one, where are your boosters? Number two, it's not anybody's fault but your own that you paid Willie Taggart. Okay. Okay. And I, I mean. Why do you want out, Joe? If you want out that bad where you're willing to spend a hundred million dollars to leave, let's just say the SEC deal is for $50 million a year. Okay. Well, you're mm-hmm. that's just gross profit. That's not what you're making net. Net, you're probably making $10 to $12 million. Okay. It doesn't matter. Like you're you're gonna have 10 years where you have to recoup that money and get your money back. So the profit that you make. From the even an SEC deal to make up for that, you're gonna have to pay J.P.
1: Morgan Chase. See, Blake, I don't. And tell me if I'm wrong here, which I'm sure you will. I don't almost see this as a fi- as much financial as in, an entitlement based decision. I feel like this is a decision by they don't feel properly recognized. It, it's almost like a toxic girlfriend. You know, you're like he's not giving me the attention I deserve, so I'm gonna go you know, flirt with other guys at the bar. Like that's what it feels like. That they're not satisfied with the way that they've been positioned with the success that they had in the 2010s to where they have fallen now. They're not willing to admit some of their own failures, which I will concede is against my argument from the last show. I think it's really just an entitlement-based decision. And I'm not saying the Florida State is entitled. That's not what I'm trying to say. They deserve to go to a better conference. They do. But I feel like their motivation is stemming from that. Florida State leaves, Notre Dame enters. I hate that so damn much. I hate that so much. Because Notre – that's even worse. Look, for we've got a lot of new viewers right now, by the way. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm wearing a Notre Dame shirt. I'm a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> I have wanted them to go to the Big Ten if they're going to pick a conference because that is going to be the more competitive. They're not program. going now. They're, they're had not going. Their, they, they had their chance. If they go to the ACC with no Florida State, that is that is not worth the value. That is not worth the value. That is absolutely not. that. That is already I don't want to join the ACC. But to then join an ACC without Florida State, who has been actually a decently sized rival of Notre Dame, for that to happen, I that would be that would be a huge step down for Notre Dame.
0: I see this comment. Um, foot. Uh, uh, oh man, I'm I can't find it. I, Christopher I don't, Foot. Oh, here it is. He said, "Big Ten conference better than the athletic or ACC." Is the Big Ten better than the ACC?
1: Yes. Yes,
0: without a doubt. As a whole, is it? Because we're talking about about football, just we're talking about football. Mm -hmm. I think what he's really trying to ask here from a a all around standpoint is the Big Ten better. Because here's another thing that you got to account for. You got to account for basketball. You got to account for baseball and others and other sports. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's what I think he's trying to say. Or, okay, he says it isn't. By the way, I
1: have to, I have to acknowledge my man is going to war in the chat for no reason. Oh, they're going to war, bro. (laughs) They're, they're at war. He's saying every team stinks. This is hilarious. I haven't even (laughs) noticed any of this. All right, well, bring it up. I can't, I don't, Uh, I don't. Well, he, he was like, like. Like I just saw this comment, just like Wisconsin sucks. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I commend you for foot. <laughs> I get. I do agree with what you're saying. I mean, from like a football standpoint, no, the Big Ten is is massive steps ahead. But basketball, the ACC is slightly better. Baseball, they're like the Big Ten's not good at baseball no. at all. They're terrible. No. I, I don't know
0: what Florida State's endgame is here. I guess they think that they're getting shafted and good, good for them. You know, like good for them. Tyson, buddy, you can leave, man. Like, we, conference realignment is a big deal. So let me just say this to anybody in the chat like Tyson Messer. He's
1: the only one. I,
0: well, right. But I mean, conference realignment is a big thing and it's here. Talk SEC what? Like we have multiple shows where you can go and listen to where we talk about the SEC. Go right I mean, on the, ahead.
1: the the massively growing audience that keeps growing every minute on YouTube is here for the realignment talk. So like,
0: well, okay, okay, here I
1: want is a massive deal, Joe, because we it, have to it, talk about it. Well, and look, we
0: talk about football specifically, right? So as mm-hmm. as we're going down this, we talk about football specifically right? Like, that's the only thing that we talk about. We don't talk about anything else other. Now, football is what butters your bread, okay? And I get it. But you got to worry about, so Joe, like, you got to worry about sending women's tennis to Ohio State if you're Florida State. Like, we don't think about that. Like, if they were to go to the Big Ten, you got to send women's tennis to uh,
1: Columbus. So you're out of pocket sending them there. I yeah, I mean that's one of the the craziest things. There were some softball players that were out and publicly complaining about this. And I, would you want to play softball I, in the cold when you're used to the heat? Like, like this is a really <laughs> shitty answer, but like tough. Like it's you're a college athlete. Like the thing that bugs me a little bit about some hey, of this Joe, stuff by the way. Play, some people are but in, in, in the defense of them. Uh huh. There are times... I, I, I understand the discomfort.
0: I get it. Well, no, it's not discomfort. Joe, you got snow and cold in March where you got conference games that you're probably going to want to try to play and you can't.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I don't really totally sympathize, though, is that you have some of these programs outside of football and then in football. Some people are saying, oh, the the long travel is, is going to be just so hard to deal with. I don't know, but you like I don't know what the farthest game you travel to, but there this happens at every low level Kansas. Division One. Kansas? Did you fly or did you drive? Oh, uh, we flew. The, I had to do, and the conference I'm in has more money than the conference that you're in. The CAA is one of the most. Um,
0: oh, it's Southland sucks.
1: It's one of the most. It's probably top most lucrative uh, FCS conferences. But my point here is that. Outside of the big conferences, a lot of these teams have to do these terrible bus rides instead of flying. If you're at a school like Rhode Island, like I was, we sat on a 10-hour bus ride. I had to sit next to an offensive lineman for 10 hours, pressed up against a window Why you on talk the way about to Maine. Sean,
0: Sean Anderson, like that. It
1: wasn't Sean. They put me up against somebody bigger than Sean. That my freshman year, that happened when I was a backup. When I was the backup long snapper for the first half of the season, that is what ha- that's what happens. But my point is, is that other schools are have way worse traveling conditions. Like if you're playing tennis or, or it's not about um, the
0: traveling conditions. It's about the playing portion. Is what they were have, trying to say. Like Joe, have you ever played baseball on an ice on an ice field? That's
1: what they're trying to say. Like, hey,
0: I, okay, I had what, to play
1: foot, I had to play football in below freezing degree weather at Maine. I, I get that. But their, what, what they're trying to
0: say is, what they're trying to say is, Joe, it is inhabitable.
1: I don't know man. I feel like look, you've got to be able to adapt to conditions. You playing on
0: grass, they're playing on dirt. It is different. Why do Fair. you think that why do you think that the uh what was it the US Open or whatever, it's played on a clay uh, a clay court? They uh-huh. they have to sometimes push it back, Joe. They get pushed back because the ice freezes on the clay and it's inhabitable because when it melts
1: you're, you're in mud. You, you know what, actually, look here, this is actually kind of an insane thought here, um, and this isn't going to happen. If these conferences want to be more effective in not making things difficult, they should travel multiple teams to a location at a time, and then they all play each other, and then they all leave.
0: Again, that's it's not about the travel.
1: But no, but like if in you're talking about in those cold conditions, okay, we're gonna go play
0: in California.
1: Yeah, we're all gonna go to we're we're gonna not every Just single send team, them but down like we're gonna south. we're gonna send a well, but for the Big Ten sick, like oh, we're gonna for this part of the season, uh four or five teams are gonna go play at USC, and they're gonna all play each other, and because that, that's actually how tennis often works. Is that you at the division one level? Is that usually there are groupings of teams that come and show up and play and they all play each other. And then they all leave because you have to do it that way. I, I think that that's a, there are ways to make this work. And right, I think so that a lot of this. times these teams are not looking at it that way. Let
0: me just say this. Let me tell you how it happens in baseball. You know what the big 10 does for the first month and a half of their schedule. What they play every game in the South. Yeah, they do. They, they do. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to say. It's like, Joe, if what if you if they can't play on their own field to start off with, why are you telling me now that I got to go there and play when they can't even play at their own field? That's what that's the argument that they're trying to make. All right. Yeah. Last thing before we get out of here. OK, yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you,
1: everybody that's joining us. This is. Um, this is the biggest – we have – on YouTube, we have 140 people tuned in. Well, it's not, their,
0: it's not our biggest show because when we were doing it on AYS, yes. at one time yeah, we yeah. had like 500 people in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody subscribe, hit the notification bell, share. This will be our national coverage uh, throughout the season. We will be covering college football throughout the season multiple times a day – or multiple times a week, excuse me, and maybe even daily depending on how things work out with me, I think. All right. Yeah. Let's end here. Okay. We mentioned this a little bit. Okay. About Sankey, but let's expand before we get out. Let's spend another okay. ten, 10 minutes on this.
1: What do you think the SEC does? I think they got to add somebody. And I I, I know that, and well, this is not as an outsider.
0: Just one person. If they had to add two, who do you think that they go after? Clemson and
1: Florida State. Clemson and Florida State. You, you already have. Clemson has expressed displeasure and Florida state is already actively seeking exterior outside opportunities. I just think that what, what's the sec up at now, now that they add 16, 16, the big 12 is at 18 and the big 10 is at 18. Mm Though they're they're growing in size. I don't think either of those conferences are going to get any bigger. The sec doesn't have to do shit. Like, let's be honest. But as my outsider perspective is not as a non-typically SEC person, I don't think it hurts them to go and say, let's go add two other teams. And I also, the other layer to this, you don't have to go and add two big dogs. It doesn't have to be Clemson and Florida State. You know, you theoretically could go um, with two middle tier ACC teams. I don't know what that looks like. They don't need to be extremely aggressive. Because they already have enough premier teams. It almost maybe might be a detriment to add more competitive teams. Just talking about sheer numbers. Being competitive on that level. You know what I the think? Quality the quality is always going to be better, but sorry. Go ahead.
0: You know, um let me let me pull this up because I, I saw this by Saturday down south, even though I don't like Saturday down south that much. Let mm-hmm. me pull this up.
1: Okay. Look at this. This is what the Oh, that's a really big conference. That's So, I let's
0: just take some of these out, okay? The SEC does not have a footprint in North Carolina. They do in South Carolina. Okay? I do think ultimately though they're not wrong here. Okay? I do think that this ultimately probably could be the the next SEC. I do think they go get Oklahoma State. I do think that they go get Clemson. I do think that there's a potential they get Florida and Miami. But I do think ultimately when it's all 21
1: teams. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. This is 24 teams. Oh, my God.
0: I do ultimately think this is where they go. Like, I I think, Joe, when we're when me and you are old and wrinkly and 50, this is what the SEC may look like. Okay. Okay. Do I agree with this? No, not really. But this is, if we're being honest, this is basically the South. Now, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Virginia is not really the South, right? They're they're not. But I did see this and say, you know what? This does make ultimate sense. The one team that they threw out of here that I thought was interesting, Missouri. There is no Missouri (laughs) in here. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I don't think that they're going to cut out Missouri. Okay. Like, I really don't think that they will. But if they continue to expand more northern, I want chaos. I want Notre Dame and I want Florida State.
1: In the SEC. In the SEC. We both know for damn sure that that's not going to happen. We know that that isn't going to happen. I want Notre Dame. Who thinks
0: that they can run in the SEC? So All right. Come on down here
1: and think if you can play with the big boys, come on, big doll. All right. I see what this is. This is you, you you found a way to make it full circle. <laughs> take your shot in Notre Dame. <laughs> this is one of the longest shows we've ever done, and you decided to take a you know, find a way to take a shot at, at, at Notre Dame. Look, I think that Notre Dame would just be fine in in a 24-team SEC. I think that they would be competitive. I will say this, though. I don't mind that we're shrinking the amount of conferences and we're kind of consolidating, but 24 teams per conference is too much.
0: Well, Joe, we're going there. What else are they going to do?
1: That's a good point. The the ACC
0: is dwindling, which –
1: which it hasn't yet. They haven't lost their The conference hasn't and moved. Then what happens?
0: Because if the ACC can pull off a Notre Dame, if they can pull off somebody, you know, let me ask you this question. Do they, does the ACC go to West Virginia and say, hey, why don't you come on in? Because geographically it makes more sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do think that they're going to expand. I do think that that the ACC will do what they got to do. I don't think they'll go full Pac-12 here. I really don't think they'll go full Pac-12. I don't think that they'll dissolve because then the only way that that happens, because I don't think the Big Ten goes more south. I I don't think that they will do that. No. The only way that the ACC does not survive is if the SEC comes in and says, Daddy's home.
1: Here is one thing I just want to throw in there. Okay. That I didn't even consider. And I don't think either of us have thought about. If Florida State leaves, they then have to pay this huge sum of money to leave. That actually gives the ACC capital to buy somebody else out of their own contract. So they actually could do like a total, just straight up swap for somebody big, somebody in the Big 12.
0: So again, you came to the conclusion of what I was trying to say with Notre Dame.
1: Oh, uh, uh, well, you don't have to buy out Notre Dame, but I know what you're.
0: But you can give them if, – if you're getting $125 million – stay with me, stay with okay. me. If you went to Notre Dame and said, listen, we're going to give you $50 million to join the ACC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the way, they're, they are trying to lock down a $75 million contract with NBC. It could work, buddy. It could work.
1: Here's one thing that I throw If, they, out there. if Florida State, okay. if
0: Florida State leaves and Notre Dame's entered, the ACC wins. I, I think, know that, and I know that they yes. won. They win that. They win that battle. Okay. So as much as I may love Florida State, I love the War. Chant, oh, don't matter because you went because as a global brand, you go global with that. As much as I might not like Notre Dame, the truth yeah. is the
1: truth. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the few programs that you can say has a footprint in Ireland. Like, they have fans that are legitimately in Ireland. Like, that's the not – luck of the a... Irish. All right, all right, all right. My, my th- added thing, though, here. If I'm Notre Dame, I am not saying yes to this, though, unless they actively try to pursue an additional big brand team, though. Because, but like, who you're, you're...
0: Is that big... outside of Notre Dame, who would be the big brand team? Like, we keep saying that, but name them because there's no team in the SEC that's leaving D- Notre Dame is literally Joe literally the only team that the ACC can go after
1: Uh-huh Name the other Uh well again they could buy somebody out of out of the Big 12 but like I'm trying to think like who West Virginia who, who they, is the only geographical team very, that would make that's sense not very, that's not very sexy but that's a possibility but my whole point is they I don't know who that would be I can't sit here and say who I don't, I don't know who that would be, but if I was Notre Dame joining the ACC after Florida state leaves is you're, you're then becoming Florida state. You're then becoming the guy who's carrying all the weight for the recognition of the conference. It becomes the Notre Dame conference. I'm going to go as far as to say that it becomes the Notre Dame conference. The minute that they join, they outweigh drastically the national footprint out of and it's like it's not even close. Regionally, yes, Miami big fan base, Clemson big fan base in in the regional part. But nationally, Notre Dame has has the biggest fan base. It's not even close. They should only make that pivot if there is an effort to bring in uh, another team or try and keep Florida State. Like that's I just Notre Dame should not make that move to be the only good team.
0: If Notre Dame is given fifty million dollars from the ACC, they should.
1: They shouldn't make their decision based off of money, though. Like they're they're,
0: oh really? The reason that they're not hold on, hold on, hold on. Calm down. If they're making their decision not joining the conference because of money,
1: let let's be honest. Uh, Oh wait, 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 wait. Let's be honest with ourselves. That is part of it, but they remain independent off of pretension. And again, I'm a good fan. Your
0: hoity-toity ass can join a conference.
1: But the, like we we can't deny that, and I, honestly, if if fellow Notre Dame fans get upset that I'm I'm being bluntly honest with how our our fan base is and how our school is, it is in a sense of entitlement that we are our own thing. We belong as our own entity. They don't join a conference because of that solely. You know they need they need more incentive than than just money.
0: Notre Dame's brand is not as big as it thinks it
1: is. I I. I disagree. Well, I, I think that it you- is – outside of the South, it's a lot bigger. There's no presence as much in the South. That's uh, the Kevin
0: says, hell, at $125 million, the ACC can give Notre Dame even more than $50 million. That's crazy. And he's right. He's right. They could give him yeah. half. That's a good point. Because, Joe, here's the truth. There's no – the point that I'm trying to make is, I do think Notre Dame's a bigger brand than Florida State, and if Florida State were to leave, okay, then you just you get to a point where Notre Dame's the only team on the on the viable market, the only team, because you can't go into the. I mean, maybe they can go into the Big Ten and pluck somebody, maybe,
1: but are you going to go pluck a Rutgers?
0: And okay. Rutgers ain't going to yeah. leave. <laughs> they're making a crap load of money in the in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, they're they're just sitting pretty happy with with uh, getting some more primetime opportunities. I, it's so. F- I I know we're probably gonna wrap soon, but let, here's, a, my here's the my final stray thought. Go ahead. Well, here's sure the I ultimate
0: ready. question. Hold on one uh-huh. sec. Here's the ultimate question. Does the ACC? Call themselves the Coastal Conference, and go get those stranded teams out in the out in the pack.
1: It's a good. It's a good. No, that's we're really starting to stretch ourselves thin. Well,
0: you're the one who said they were going to merge in the first place.
1: That was a joke. Well, wait, wait, but it's it's your you're half and half, and you've got divisions, and you're kind of like you don't really need to play each other that often. Now it's. You know, you have to – those two really far teams have to come to the East Coast every single time that they want to play. <laughs> the Magnificent Seven. Uh, oh, God. But I, my random stray thought that I wanted to throw in there, it's so goddamn funny that that Rutgers is like just casually kind of, you know, benefiting they're from all the, No, but they're benefiting – they're not nearly good as, as good academically. They're just casually benefiting from being terrible and not doing anything. As somebody from New Jersey, it's at so funny Vanderbilt to know this. wins
0: national titles in baseball.
1: Rutgers isn't good at anything. They're just dicking around every single. You know season. what they are good for? Sandwiches. A good, good Sopranos heist. <laughs> All right, settle. Actually, you're also Italian. We can. Those comments are allowed. You get it? You get a nice, nice, uh, nice deli sandwich somewhere near Rutgers. I'll tell you that much. It's a lot of good sandwiches. Yeah, no, there.
0: a not a bland
1: sandwich from the Northeast. That's really what I want to eat today. Stop! Don't put some put some respect. You you haven't had an Italian sandwich from New Jersey if 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 you're gonna come Joe. on now. Come on now. No, 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 no. We can't debate this, Blake. Italian hey, we, sandwiches, we, New Jersey, and you're gonna
0: getting... th- you and you think. Mm-hmm. You think that there's not an Italian family in? Look, look at me, fr- Joe. I have two un- two uncles that live. I'm not in- saying that there's. Oh, I'm no. not saying that there's not. I have two uncles that lived in New York. Uh huh. They wear pinky rings for crying out loud.
1: Just because they're Italian and they're from the East Coast does not. They can cook. cook. Like, they can cook, Brother, I'm sure I'm that, that they can. I'm sure that they can, but the Italian delis in New Jersey, in Nutley and Verona, and Caldwell. What's are- it called Nutley? Nutley? You've never heard of Nutley before? Sounds like a sexual position. All right. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that where
0: we should leave it?
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a good note to wrap us up on. That was an awesome show, man. Longest we've ever done.
0: That's not true. We used to go two hours every Saturday morning for pregame shows. That's that not is, true.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: Nevertheless, we'll see you all Monday. Peace.